when it's AK. So I think on my last podcast, I talked about going over President Trump's town hall. Well, when I watched it yesterday, there wasn't really anything different or anything to really report. Basically, it was uh, random Americans sending video questions for him to answer. And so he kind of said the same stuff over and over. So there wasn't really anything new or different to add to that. So today, as I told you guys, Indiana has reopened its economy. We We are in stage two. So apparently the governor will continue to do briefings. I didn't know that he was doing one today, but it makes sense, I guess, because he would want to do an everyday briefing because we would want to know how the state is doing now that we have opened up parts of the economy because we want real-time numbers, you know, testing, uh, hospitalizations and whatnot. So one thing that he said, this is very interesting, but I mean, it is what it is. So I think I talked about how we didn't have restrictions with churches when it came to people, but we had restrictions when it comes to weddings and other gatherings. Those can only be 25. Churches can be unlimited. So somebody actually asked him about that, one of the journalists. And they said, you know, Governor Holcomb, why is it that, you know, houses of worship can open without having a limit? You know, why why is everything else that has multiple people, you know, gathered? Why is that no longer? Why is that not allowed? So he says, don't quote me. I was typing really fast as he was talking. I didn't put down word for word, but basically he said that if houses of worship were not comfortable with being open, then they shouldn't open, which makes sense because just because, you know, parts of the economy are open back up, buildings are open up, stores are open up. That doesn't mean that you have to go to it. So, and you know, there are a lot of people that I know that are not going to go to their houses of worship. Some of them are still going to continue to do um, online streaming for their services until, you know, they feel like it's safe for their, uh, the congregation to come back together. So basically he said that the unlimited gathering was recommended for churches to see what effect it will have. And if we can manage that, it will give us confidence in other arenas. I did a dramatic pause so you can think about what I just said. He said, once again, unlimited gathering was recommended for churches to see what effect it will have. If we can manage that, it will give us confidence in other arenas. So basically this man just admitted that churches and other houses of worship are being used as guinea pigs so he's saying that we have unlimited gathering for houses of worship and we're going to see how that works out if that doesn't work out then we won't do it with other areas you know other arenas so i'm guessing stores weddings other big events and if it does work it will give us confidence in other arenas so the doesn't work part what does that actually mean does it mean people get coronavirus and die you know how how does that work so the next part he was saying that it would give us it would give us the ability to learn from the reopening plan again guinea pigs he said a good place to start and have a controlled test group are houses of worship this is because religious leaders will do what they can to protect their congregation 
if you're a religious leader, wouldn't protecting your congregation be not meeting in person and continue to do online? I'm really bothered by the fact that that he said this. This is how he feels. This is what they decided on. I really wish that he could have come up with something different because it's very offensive. You know, so you're telling me that I can't have a hundred people at my wedding because it's not safe, but I can have 200 people at my church, even though it's not safe, but we're going to see how that works out. And then we'll say you can have 200 people at your wedding. Like that's ridiculous. Like, why is he doing that? I mean, I just, I don't understand why that is. And you know, like, and he said about social distancing, you can't social distance at church. You know, if you have a big group, you know, big congregation, you guys are sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder. You can't socially distance unless you have a small church or you have a really, really big building. So it's like, how was that? How was that possible? So, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're supposed to wear a mask and whatnot to church. But still, I just I just feel like that's really that, that's just not OK. It's not OK to sit up there and say you are using houses of worship, you know, religious people as guinea pigs for, you know, your experiment to see what happens. So if we see all these people in a church get sick and die, well, I'm not going to let you do, you know, ex- expand the other gatherings because every other gathering is at 25 across the board. Every other gathering is at a limit of 25 people except churches. So I don't know why he did that. I mean, it's, this is really, really cynical of me to say, but is it because if you're religious, you know, no matter what religion, generally when you die, there's some type of nirvana you know heaven to go to so does it seem like if you're religious you're not going to care about dying as much because you're going to go to heaven I know that sounds really horrible to say I literally just thought I just thought about that just came to me right now I mean that's really messed up I hope that's not why but I don't know that's just weird that you know or it could be maybe he chose churches because he knew that people have been protesting about you know, opening their churches back up, getting back into the building and whatnot. So maybe he's just like, hey, you know, we got to use some group to test. Might as well use the religious people and just see what happens from there. So it's like we value, we don't value religious people's lives more than people at a wedding or a wedding reception. Because we're not really, we're not willing to risk the lives of people at a wedding or wedding reception but we're willing to risk the lives of churchgoers. Now, I know I'm being overly dramatic and overly, like I know that over the top, way over the top. I I understand that, but just think about it. Not only that, but with a wedding, you can can socially distance. Usually it's in a a large building, you know, and, or it's outside. It's really, you know, it's nice weather here for the moment, hashtag Midwest. So you could have an outside ceremony or an outside reception. So when it comes to weddings, social distancing is actually possible with those. But apparently, again, churchgoers' lives are not as important as people in a wedding. I'm using wedding because those are the two examples that, that he was using and that you know people have been using, wedding and then church gathering. So I just I'm really just flabbergasted by this. I mean, I don't I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I just it's just really offensive, you know? Like I I feel like if it's 25 for everybody, it should be 25 for the church. The church is not special. People in the church are not special. They are the same exact people as those who would go to a wedding who are in a group of 25. 
So the church does not deserve special treatment. Other houses of worship do not deserve special treatment. But is it really considered special treatment? If you have 200 people gathering together and some of them might have coronavirus and be asymptomatic and they could get everybody sick. I mean, I guess you could say it's special treatment from a negative aspect, but I just, I don't like it. So if you are, if you are from Indiana and you're listening to this, please, I'm pleading with you, do not go to the church services. Now I know Mother's Day is Sunday and the churches can open back up on Sunday. So there are some people who are going to want to flock to the church, you know, hear hear a message from their pastor or rabbi or whatever, and, you know, celebrate their mothers with the, with their churchgoers. But at the same time, a lot of people's mothers might be elderly. So it's like, do you really want to take your, you know, 70 year old mother to this church with 200 people all shoulder to shoulder, you know, and people, other people at risk, whether they be older or have pre-existing health conditions, do you really want to risk your mother's life on Mother's Day? Again, I know I'm totally being dramatic, but just, just bear with me. So, but there are people, I know there are people who are going to want to do that. But from the churches that I've seen on Facebook and, you know, different uh, news networks, they're saying that they're going to continue to do social distancing and online services until you know, the pastor declares or whatever that, that he feels like it's safe to go back. They're going to take um, advice from their uh, parishioners and, you know, how do they feel? Because at the end of the day, for them, it really is about life. You know, if it's not safe to come to church, to come to a physical building, we won't do it. We don't want to risk your life for you to come to a building. You know, we can do it on uh, live stream services, you know, Facebook live or, or whatever. We can do that which they have been doing that churches have been doing that so it's like we can continue to do that while we're still kind of you know riding this thing out instead of you know because what if what if they do get together and then since they're the guinea pigs with the with the tests and whatnot the control group and it doesn't go well and then you have to tell people they can't come back to the physical building once again and i think there are people who will be upset with that the same people who are upset that churches were quote unquote closed down anyway the physical building that is. So it was like, if if that happens and then the governor come ba- comes back and rewrites his exec- executive order and says, um, oh yeah, so the church thing, that wasn't a good idea. So we're gonna go ahead and scale it back. So just have 25 people at church. There's gonna be an, like an uproar over that. Even if it's, you know, people are dying or people are sick, others are gonna still be upset about that because they'll feel like, you know, he gave me back my religious freedom, but now he's taking it away again. So, I mean, again, I, I know I'm being very dramatic and everything, it, it just and, and being just generalized and whatnot. I understand that. I'm just trying to think of the worst case scenarios. I kind of feel like if you're not dramatic about certain things, people won't listen as much. It won't grasp their attention. Now, I could be saying that from a teacher perspective. Teaching high school kids, you do have to be dramatic, overly dramatic about stuff for them to pay attention. So maybe it's just me. <laughs> so, but yeah, so the, um, so the churches can have service on Sunday, physical service on Sunday, you know, 100, 200, 300, a thousand people can show up, but they have to quote unquote socially distance. I don't know how that's going to happen. Wearing, you know, pl- uh, rubber gloves and a mask, like that's not, it's not, it's not enough. It's not worth it. 
but some people it might be worth it i mean they could say if i die i die i'm dying i'm going to heaven you know i don't i don't care about this virus i don't know but i just feel like that's not something that we should be really focused on at this point if it's not safe to gather together for any other um event if every other event is only 25 people churches should be 25 as well and i hope people that are listening to this if you're from indiana or or even other places that have this kind of crazy um stage that you think about it think about what the governor is telling you that it's okay to go to church if there's a thousand of you but if you have 30 people at this wedding reception oh that's a problem i mean again i i don't know what the i don't know what the thought process was i don't know who told him that was a good idea I don't know if he actually, did he actually like contact and meet with, you know, religious leaders in the, in the state? Like how did, how did that happen? Did he really meet with religious leaders and they said, hey, you know, Governor Holcomb, go ahead and open it back up, open the churches back up, we'll be fine. Like, I doubt anyone said that. So again, we're gonna see what happens with that. I'm really going to keep up with paying attention. I'm gonna keep watching his briefings, but especially after Sunday. I want to see what happens because there are going to be there are going to be people that flock to the churches. I know that for sure. But the thing is, once that happens, what's next? I guess I, I guess you wouldn't know by Monday. Maybe later in the week, you would see uh, people getting sick, or people who who were sick and knew they were sick and they still went. You know, because if you're towards the end, like if you're still if you're towards the end of the virus, you might not have the same you know symptoms but like say you know you had coronavirus they say quarantine for 14 days and you only do it for eight and then you go to church knowing that you should have been in the house for you know you know more time so i mean there's there there's always that and it's just i feel like it's 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 dangerous i mean it really it really is and it's like and then you have like i said older people are gonna go or we're not gonna want to go a lot of elderly people you're gonna have you know young kids and the younger people, from what I understand, younger people, um, they might not have symptoms, but their immune systems are generally stronger because they're younger. So you might have like a five-year-old kid that has it, you know, but nobody knows because he's, you know, a strong kid, you know, strong immune system. He's asymptomatic, but then he, you know, goes to hug his grandma at church who's 70 and she doesn't have a good system, a good immune system, and she gets sick. So, I mean, I just... I don't know. I feel really weird about it. I mean, I just, I, I really think, I think it's unacceptable. You may or may not agree with me. You know, you might be like, okay, AK, you are just really out there. Just calm down. It's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. People will be fine. Don't worry about it and whatnot. And I mean, I might be overly, you know, analyzing the situation, but it's kind of like, I'm sorry, I care about people and their lives. But I mean, and the whole personal responsibility thing, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's personal responsibility to stay at home. But if you don't have any symptoms, you know, you feel like you should be able to go out and, you know, go out about in the community. So it's like personal responsibility it, it doesn't really work in that in this case so but I mean those who do decide to go to worship services religious services you know on Sunday for Mother's Day like 
please just be very careful you know try to socially distance if possible which i don't know depending on how big your building is or how many people you have there you know please just be very conscious about your health the health of others because you know we don't need more people dying we don't need more cases you know we don't we don't need this we want to we want to stop this or at least you know slow it down even more and that's something i'm concerned about i think i talked about that already that you know all these states reopening their economy i don't want people to get the illusion that everything's safe it's back to normal because nothing's changed with the virus nothing has changed there's no vaccine there's no cure nothing has changed with that so opening states i mean it doesn't mean anything when it comes to the virus it just means that people need money they need to pay their bills and get their life back on track which i do understand so it's like don't feel like you can do whatever you want because oh the state opened back up everything's fine no it's not so please continue to socially distance you know wear your masks your scarves you know whatever please just take care of yourself and those around you um so another thing <laughs> this is ridiculous if you follow me on twitter ak17033 i posted an article about governor holcomb so apparently over the weekend he went down to brown county indiana which is a popular location there's like cabins and stuff like that people go down to, to vacation he went down there to a restaurant and the scandal or controversy is this man posted a selfie on social media right so it's him and i guess it's a mother or daughter he said it was mother or daughter that are next to him you know they're they're not socially distanced for the selfie and he doesn't have a mask on like he, he didn't have a mask on and they were not six feet apart so i'm kind of confused not only me but everybody's kind of like so we have to do that but you don't what makes you so special about it and then of course he did like a a lame apology during his um briefing today and he's like oh yeah i should have worn a mask it was a lapse in, in judgment I had the mask in my car and I just ran in to grab the food to, you know, take out and they wanted a picture or whatever. And I was like, hold on a minute. Why was the mask in your car in the first place? You don't wear it while you're driving. When you got out of the car, the first thing you should have done is got the mask. And I think if he had the mask on in the picture, people wouldn't have had that much of an outrage because it's like, oh, okay, well, at least he has a mask on, you know, and these people are close in the picture, but no. And I don't know if the people had on, had on masks or not because their their faces were blurred out. They didn't want us to see who they were, which is understandable. So I don't know if they had them on or not. So <laughs> people had, they just cracked me up with their comments. So I think I talked about before that Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana before he was selected as Trump's VP. So one of the comments I read, it said that Holcomb was pulling a Pence. So it's it's only funny if you you know know, know that about Indiana. So I thought that was funny because, you know, Mike Pence didn't wear a mask in the, uh, the Mayo Clinic when he went. And the thing with that is, like, you want to go see sick people or people that, you know, they have health problems. Like, they're not, you know, they're not working in a restaurant. So I don't know why you would think that's okay. And that's a whole other story. Anyway, so back to this picture. So apparently the reporters that were briefing about it on the news, they said that he either made the photo private or deleted the photo. And my thing is... The photo was already there. It's out there. People have screenshots of it. They've saved it. There's no need to delete it. It's not going to go away. Everybody knows that this happened. So why delete it? 
Oh, you know what? He probably deleted it because the people in it. I just thought about that. The people that are in the picture. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, you know, it is what it is. But he's going to, you know, wear a mask from now, from now on. And the thing with that is, as the governor, you travel around the state constantly. Like, that's part of your job. You know, you're the governor of the entire state of Indiana. All 6.7 million of us. You know, you're not just nestled in Marion County or Indianapolis. You know, you're going to Lake County. You're going to uh, Brown County. So it's kind of like, how many other places has he gone and he hasn't worn a mask? Because there's no photo evidence as far as we know. So I know he made a big deal when he was in that factory in Kokomo where they were making ventilators about wearing a mask and, you know, taking out the big show because that was a couple days after Pence, you know, got, you know, criticized for not wearing his. So it's like when there's no media or journalists or reporters around, is he really wearing a mask whenever he's around other Hoosiers? And if he's not, I hope the Hoosiers are saying, hey, Governor Holcomb, We've been watching you for, for at least a couple months now telling us the importance of wearing a mask to protect ourselves and others. So can you put this mask on and hand them one? Can you please put this mask on so I can be protected? <laughs> I don't know. People probably would be scared to do that. I, I don't know. I would totally do it. Like, I kind of feel like the people that Mike Pence were around, they might have been kind of afraid to, you know, ask or tell the vice president to put on a mask. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to ask the vice president to put on a mask. Like, he's supposed to wear one, but, you know, I mean, I don't No, I told you, but like, uh, Mr. Vice President, you are supposed to wear a mask in this facility. Here is a mask to put on. If you do not put it on, you can gladly leave. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just me, but I'm also not anybody important that would be scared of being fired or being chastised by the Trump administration. But seriously, it's like, come on, somebody has to speak out. So it's like the people who are telling you to wear a mask and socially distance, you know, whether it be doctors, medical, you know, professionals, whether it be your governor, other, you know, state county leaders that are telling you this and they're not doing it themselves. What's the point? What is the point? You are the one that's supposed to set an example for the entire community you represent. You represent the state of Indiana. You were supposed to set the, the I'm sorry, I totally just, <laughs> my mind went blank. You are supposed to set the standard for everybody in the state. So we are supposed to follow your direction. Your direction is supposed to keep us safe and to, you know, help us prevent spreading this illness to other people. These are the things that we're supposed to do. We have been doing them, but now we see that you're not doing it. So it's like, what makes you so special? Why don't you have to do what you told us we should do or need to do? So it's like, not only that, but like, what if somebody got sick because of Governor Holcomb not wearing his mask and not doing social distancing, even though I know he and Mike Pence and other like um, government, government high ups, you know, governors and people in the presidential administration, they're all saying they get they get tested constantly, which I do believe that, you know, it must be nice to be important to be able to get tested constantly when there are people who have died and gotten rejected from getting a test. But beside the point. I, I do agree that that's happening, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter because you could still have it a day you don't get tested or you get it from somebody else. You know, I just feel like you can't, you can't be hypocritical. If you're going to tell me to put on a mask when I leave my house, no matter where I'm going, if I'm going to be around other people to put on a mask, I'm going to do it because I know you're doing it to recommend 
you're recommending for me to do it for my safety. You know, it's not just coming from Governor Hope, it's coming from the, um, the medical personnel um, on his team, you know, the doctors and whatnot, they've done all the reports and everything, you know, so they're telling him this and he's kind of, you know, pushing it, you know, to the people. Hey, here's the data that shows this, this, and this. Wear a mask. When you go out and you're going to be around other people, they're going to be less than six feet apart. Wear a mask. So it's like, okay, I'm doing that, which I, I, haven't, I haven't left the house. but So I'm doing this, and other people around me are doing this. People are even complaining about doing it, but then we see you are not doing it. So it's kind of like, I think there was some, some state or city, I'm not sure where it was, but somebody said that their governor or mayor, whoever it was, they said that they were apparently um, seen getting a haircut or something done to their hair at a salon that shouldn't be open, first of all. But then also it was that you can't social distance cutting someone's hair. They didn't have a mask on or, or whatever the situation was. It was I, don't, I wish I remember what state it was. I don't want to look it up right now. It's doing too much. But whatever state it was and people were like, it was an outrage. They're like, you're telling me that I can't go get my hair washed. I can't get, go get my hair cut, you know, touch up my roots because it's not safe but you a person in political power is able to go to the salon and have the people cut your hair or do whatever to your hair but I can't do it so it's it's very interesting that this is happening and I think stuff like that is what also makes people not take this as seriously as they should because if the like government political leaders are out there doing this they're telling us we can't do it but we see with our own eyes that they're doing it and they're fine, well then we should be able to do it too. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Okay, so, oh, another thing about Brown County is in the report that I was reading and the, the video I was watching, apparently Brown County doesn't have any hospitals. And I was like, what? So... I mean, I, I'm a Hoosier. I'm from Indiana. I've been here for over 20 years of my life, but I don't know everything about the entire state. I've lived in the, the metro Indianapolis area for the most of the time I've been here. I've been in the metro area. I haven't been, you know, rural south or anything like that. So I, I Google it and I saw that there's only 15,000 people in Brown County. And if anybody from Indiana doesn't know about Brown County or where it's at, the county seat is Nashville, Indiana. If, I don't know if that helps or not. So there's only 15,000 people in the county, which, okay, you know, I understand that because one of the school corporations I worked at, it was 16,000 people in there. The one I, the one I recently worked at, it was 30,000 just in a school corporation. So I do understand that it's small, but they said that, you know, another issue they had with him in the whole mask situation is that there's no hospital. And I, I Googled it and the closest hospital to them is 16 miles away. And it's, and it's IU Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana. If you guys don't know about Bloomington, IU Bloomington is a very prestigious university. So it's a college town. So if something happens to you in Nashville, Indiana, you don't have a hospital. You have to somehow get rushed to Bloomington, Indiana, 16 miles away to get whatever you need. Now, when it's during the time where the kids or college kids are actually there, you know, it's probably going to be a disaster traffic wise. So but the thing they were saying is if people are sick and have to go to the hospital, because of this coronavirus stuff and being exposed to it, you know, it's going to take them a minute to get to the hospital. Like for me, where I live, the hospital is, it would probably take me three minutes to get there. Three minutes. So it's, a, it's right there. And it's been there for, since I've lived out here, it's been there. 
Um, I, I'm not sure how long it's been up there, but basically they have a hospital. There's a hospital, and that's just one. The county I live in, there's multiple hospitals. There's multiple hospitals, urgent care centers, you know, clinics. It's everywhere. It's, if you get sick, you can go somewhere. Somewhere's open for you to go. But if you live in a place like Nashville, Indiana, you don't have that. What do you What do you do? So I just think that's even more ridiculous and unfair. Like the people don't even have a hospital in their county. And you want to sit there and, and not wear a mask and not socially distance. So I don't know. But that is all I have for today. I didn't really, you know, nothing else has really been going on. Oh, with school, I have to do a 20 page paper that's due Friday. Today is Monday and I haven't even done the reading for it. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here and I will probably update whenever I update next. It'll probably be about Governor Holcomb's briefing or I don't know if Trump's still doing them or not doing them or not. I haven't seen anything about it, but that will probably the, probably be the next time I'll do it. But for right now, I need to start reading and gathering notes and data for this 20 page paper. So thank you all for listening. I will talk to you next time.